The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he sent his only Son, so that whoever believes in him may not die, but may have eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. As I said at the beginning, the focus of our retreat, as you probably know, is to be a disciple of Jesus today. And no matter what our rank or status in the church, of course, that's our primary calling, to be a disciple of Jesus today. And on this third day of our retreat, the focus is God and our relationship with God who has made us and who loves us. Some scripture verses are more familiar to us than others, naturally. If you have been watching GAA matches over the last few decades, you will have very often seen a large banner on display behind the goalposts with a little verse from John's Gospel on it. Very often that verse was John 3:16, the Gospel I just read for you. It's a very popular quote from John's Gospel, very often quoted by evangelical preachers. And no surprise, because it sums up the story of our salvation in one snappy verse. It summarizes the Gospel story in just a few short words. For God so loved the world that he sent his only Son, so that whoever believes in him may not die, but may have eternal life. When you think about it, that is a breathtaking declaration. Most of us doing this retreat, most of us at Mass, are so theologically literate, so au fait with our catechism, the fundamental truths of our faith are such a given that they can almost wash over us most of the time. We accept them as fact. Don't think about them maybe as much as we might. John 3.16, what does that say to us? First of all, a simple fact, but profound. God loves us first. God intervened in the human story to save us, to save each of us. We can find that hard to truly believe. Even when we accept it on an intellectual level, even when we articulated as a settled statement of faith, deep within us, we can struggle to really believe 
it to be true in our own particular case. Some of you will remember Cardinal Heenan of Westminster. He was Cardinal Hume's predecessor, died in around 1975. He was interviewed on BBC television once, and he was asked all those questions you might expect a cardinal of the church to be asked about priestly celibacy and abortion and contraception and the infallibility of the Pope and so on. But at the end of this interview, Cardinal Heenan was asked a question that he probably wasn't expecting to be asked at all. What, Cardinal, he was asked, is the most difficult truth of all for you to accept in the Catholic Church? What's the most difficult truth of all the truths in the Church, the most difficult truth for you to accept? Cardinal Heenan paused for a moment or two, and then he said, What I find hardest to really accept is that God should love me so much. A beautiful answer. I hope it's the one I would have given had I been asked the same question. And yet, you know, we, we struggle with it, and yet it's completely true. In order to let that really sink in, what I like to do is to personalize John 3:16, to take out the word world and to substitute the pronoun me instead. So that it reads, For God loved me so much that he sent his only son so that I might not die, but might have eternal life. For God loved me so much. Little old me, God loves me that much. God loves me first. God me love, loves me without me having to ask God. God forgives me first. God wants to save me. Lots of people suffer from feelings of inadequacy, from a certain lack of self-esteem. We tend to think of it as primarily a young person's problem. Self-esteem, self-worth, feeling bad about ourselves. But of course it's not. It's a universal problem. I'm almost 60. I can't get my head around that. And I've always struggled with self-love. I've been conscious when I was young of my bad hand, my bad leg, hugely conscious of my bad acne and bad skin, always struggled with shyness. Whenever I preach on self-esteem, the friend who knows me best, she says always that I need to start practicing what I preach. God loves me, warts and all. 
no matter what faults or feelings I might have. God loves you, warts and all, no matter what faults or feelings you might have. The New Testament asks us to set aside most conventional images of the divine, to think in terms of a creator who threw off his crown in coming to share our flesh. God took off God's crown for us, for you, for me. We got to believe it. Our faith assures us that God is with us now, an abiding, loving, merciful, sustaining presence. I love this quote of Archbishop Rowan Williams, the retired Archbishop of Canterbury. He says, God is first and foremost that depth around all things and beyond all things into which when I pray, I try to sink. But God is also the activity that comes to me out of that depth, that tells me I'm loved, that opens up a future for me, that offers transformations I can't imagine. Very much a mystery, but also very much a presence, very much a person telling me I'm loved. In other words, we shouldn't think of God primarily as the unmoved mover or first cause creator, though God is, but rather as an intimate presence in my life responding to a gift and a richness from beyond all my imagining. Historically, the weak have always been despised. When we look through history, the weak are the forgotten ones, the downtrodden ones, the persecuted and despised ones. Think of the Jews for so long in the history of our world over the last 2,000 years. Think of what happened to indigenous peoples in so many parts of the world. Think of stories of abuse and oppression here in Ireland. The weak have always been despised, but Christianity speaks of a God who is on the side of the weak, and it speaks of the radical equality of all, all the same in God's eyes. A revolutionary idea at the time and wonderfully consoling to know, especially in these most difficult times. So what should our response to this be? First of all, to believe it, to believe the truth that is expressed in John 3.16 and then to imitate that self-giving love of the God of the Trinity, a pattern of loving relationship who made us and saves us and loves us into being. Believe that. It has life-giving implications
for our living and our acting.